podcast. Joel here with my dad. Hey, I'm Rick. We're glad you're here today. Dad, I want to talk about Sabbath today. And I, growing up, Sundays were not a day of rest for the Malm family. No. As pastor's kids, uh, Sunday morning, you know, we're scrambling to get there before everybody to church. You're opening up the church. We're there early. We're last ones out the door. Then we're used, we used to be back for a Sunday, Sunday night, night service. Yeah. Sunday was not a day of rest for us. Yeah. Uh, but, and I, I think, honestly, most of us, if we're honest about it, we, don't, we wouldn't say we have a day of rest because on the day we actually do get off, the days we do get off, it's not a day of rest. It's like, well, I got to catch up on life. The stuff I haven't yeah. been able to get done nine to five the rest of the week. So we're out scrambling around on Saturdays and then Sunday we're scrambling around preparing for Monday. Sabbath is a tricky thing, but yet it's one of the actual 10, Ten commandments, commandments. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's not just one of those yeah. kind of things in Leviticus you find where it's like, you and know. Don't trim the edge of your beard. Yeah. No, it says, <laughs> remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. And that's hard. Yeah, I, I think it's hard. I, I remember <laughs> every time I go to Israel, for some reason, I end up flying in on Saturday, which is Shabbat. So Sabbath for them starts Friday night and goes through Saturday until the sun sets. And it's so frustrating for me because I come in tired on Saturday morning on my flight and uh, I want to go get coffee and their coffee machines aren't working. Because yeah. for them, they take it super literally. Sabbath, there's no, there's no, the coffee machine does not even work. There's a sign over it saying it's in Shabbat yeah. mode. And you're like, what? Because it ignites a fire. Yeah. You okay. So that was like, but the crazy thing is you could, you have to stir your own crisp, coffee crystals, yeah. crystals. I'm like, that's more work. than the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it is. So there's this legalistic side of Sabbath too, though. Yeah. That you oh. could get into. You're like, well, we're not going to X, Y, and Z today. And you're like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, give me a, that's what Jesus got so mad at. Yeah. Like, they can't be picking grains of wheat to chew on during the Sabbath. These your disciples, what are they doing? Jesus is like, come on, man, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah, it's amazing yeah. how much healing he did on Sunday of Sunday, Sabbath, Saturday, the Sabbath. Yeah, it was Saturday for them. And um, I think he kind of intentionally did it on just that to day. irritate just, people. Just, I don't know, maybe. Would he have done so, that? <laughs> but but the, the, again, it's the holy, is, are they keeping it holy? And yeah. So let's talk about that because I think it's, it's a tricky one. Well, to kind of give people a break, and because we're sort of this way too, the way it all got so legalistic was the fact that, okay, the Lord says, I want you to take a day off. Don't work. Oh, don't work. Well, what's work? How much firewood can I carry right. before it becomes work? And so they had to define all these things. And we all, because we like definitions. We like, we want to know what we're doing. Where are the boundaries? Where yeah, are the lines? Exactly. Yeah. Tell me what it is. How, how far can I walk before it is work? How much can I lift before it's work? You know? It's and so they had to answer these questions over the centuries. And so that's how it became legalistic. And that's where Jesus comes. He goes, look, I, and I think this is one of the things that's important. Remember, he says, the Sabbath was made for man. This it's to help like, you, right? It's a gift yeah. to you instead of something that we make a bondage of. But we all, we, we, we all like to know that. Well, what is, what's the rule, you know? Uh, how close can I get before I fall off the edge of the cliff, you know? And so to kind of cut them some slack, you know, they came up with all this legalism because they were trying to please God. Well, okay, we don't want to work, but missing the whole heart of it. Hey, this is a gift I gave you. Chill out. Take it easy. That's interesting because that's that's so us. Like that's so humanity. It's we like, are. God's like, I want to take a weight off of you. Yeah. And you're like, uh, but we turn it into a weight, the weight he's trying to take off us. And I think about that with Adam and Eve too. Adam, uh, we always add things, complexity. Like 
the serpent comes to Eve, did God really say to not mess with this tree? And she's like, oh yeah, he said, don't eat it or don't touch don't it. Don't even touch it, yeah. Wait a second, he didn't say anything about touching it, but you added it to it. And that's what a tendency we have. We we burden ourselves with more than the original command. Yeah, well, because if I, if I don't touch it, then I can't eat it. So don't, and you give it a few more years and it probably went, don't even look at that tree. Yeah, don't even look at it. That's how interesting, how often God wants to give us something to take a weight off of us that's made for for man, not man for the Sabbath. Yeah. And we end up turning it into some burdensome, cumbersome thing. I, I personally think every one of the 10 commandments was given to us as a blessing mm. because he's saying, that's true. okay, don't steal. Well, look, man, I, I, I want that. I want this and that. Yeah, but that's not going to be, that's not going to be helpful to you. You're going to feel bad. The guy's going to feel bad. You know, don't commit adultery. Man, that's going to just destroy your marriage. It's going to destroy your relationships. All of these 10 commandments, they really are simply not ways of don't do this. It's more like, you know, your life is going to be better. Yeah. If you I, don't do that, if you don't do this, it's going to go better for you. I call it I call it living in harmony. The, 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 the Bible and those commands within are a framework for how to live in harmony with the seen and the unseen realities of our existence. Yeah. It's always for your good. That's why Jesus said, hey, man, these commands I'm giving you, they're not burdensome. Right, yeah. Of course, we... We make them we burdensome. We make them burdensome <laughs> yeah. by saying, oh, I can't, you know, I better not even look at that tree, you know? And yeah, you know, that's, yeah, you're not going to eat it if you don't look at it. But but still, we, we tend to add things to it. And and really, when it says, it says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. Holy is something that is set apart, something that is, in other words, what he's saying is make it a different day. And, and here's the picture that comes to my mind. I always think of pictures, you know. If you've ever looked at a sheet of paper, or, you know, I, <laughs> I just looked at one of our missionaries' newsletters and it was like three pages, single-spaced, margin to margin, just typed. I looked at it and I go, oh my gosh, who's going to read that? It's right? just, it's daunting even to look at it, you know. And, and, it, and you think of a page where there are no paragraphs. There's no spaces between the lines. It's just all text, 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 text. And you're like looking at that and go, oh, what a chaos that is. That's what our life would be like if we didn't have a Sabbath. You go to China, mm. Sunday's like every other day. Mm. There's no Christian background there that makes it different. And so to me, like when the Sabbath- Particularly since the kind of yeah, capitalist but, drive has come in, it's a lot more like 24-7. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. All, all work, 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 work. And we have no- So to me, kind of a Sabbath is like putting paragraphs in your life. I get to take a break. There's a skip to a new line paragraph here. Paragraph break, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so now I, and so when we look at our whole life, we can see paragraphs in there. Okay, and so imagine if your week just was endless, same thing every single day. You, you, I mean, it'd be hard to keep track of time even. Mm. But with having that break in there, I mean, there's more to it than that. But to me, it's just the first thing it does. It gives you a break in your life, a change, a chance for a new paragraph, a fresh start kind of, okay, here we go, a new week, you know? Um, and so to me, that's just one of the, it's the simplest thing that it does for us. Which is another interesting thing I, I started realizing. Um, in many ways, our life growing up was built around Sunday. Yeah. And when you're in ministry in a church, uh, I don't know, not all churches tend to be this way, but it, it, everything kind of tends to build on Sunday and it becomes the marker point which is maybe way is intended to be. It needs to be a standalone day. I mean, whatever your Sabbath day is, a standalone yeah. day. Of course, if you're working on the day, it's hard to do that. But uh, in many, many ways, the week should probably be built off the Sabbath. Is I mean, and I started thinking about it. I'm like, actually, we start our week, our, our weeks in, in the West start on Sunday. Yeah. 
Sunday is the first we day. We counted as the first day. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you're literally building the week around Sabbath instead of Sabbath being a tack on to the end of the week. Yeah. Well, actually, that's a biblical too. I mean, it's not just the Western because it, the Sabbath, you know, meaning seventh, it is the day of rest. You you can't you can't technically have a Sabbath. We've taken Sabbath to simply mean day of rest, but Sabbath really refers to seventh, and so you can't really have it any other day. But sometimes requirement like with a pastor sometimes you're required to work on that day yeah yeah and so yeah that is your busiest work day but what it's the principle is that you need to take a time of rest every seven days take a time of rest and i couldn't even seventh the sabbath wasn't even sabbath for me because it's saturday man i'm like last minute preparation how's this going to go for sunday if i got it all together do i know where i'm going with this and have we got everything set to go so like with me i just had to kind of chill out on monday monday yeah, a lot of pastors though want to do an immediate follow up on Monday of how Sunday went, so they end up having to make. Yeah, they don't yeah. have to because I thought that too. I thought, well, we ought to just evaluate on Monday, and I go, no, you know, this is more important to just chill and out, give it some time. Yeah, and some of you need to let it kind of simmer, let it yeah. lie fallow, which is interesting because I was reading in Leviticus this morning, and one of the things was every seven years you've got to give the ground yeah a whole year of rest and don't sow or reap on it, and you're like, wow, that's. And if you think agricultural, they say you can actually sap out land if you don't give it time to regenerate nutrients yeah. and things like we that. We just pour more fertilizer into it, but actually yeah. the, the natural way is to let it sit for a year. Which is back to the um, the idea that you talked about of, of, of uh, the, re- the regenerating. Um, uh, anyways, it goes back to that. It's, it's the, the goal is to, to regenerate and give you the energy you need, which is what it's doing basically to the land. So. Yeah, and... and- uh, it it kind of gives you a fresh start, yeah. Yeah. And with land, and I've read somewhere, and I, I I didn't do the research to confirm it, so somebody else out there who's got more time can do it right now. But anyway, somebody told me that um, if you'll count up the years that they they never did that, they never gave the year uh, the land a year of rest, as we understand. And uh, it says that during that time of exile, if you count the years that they were in exile, which it was seventy years there adds up to the exact number of days that they should have given the land the rest. And so God wow. says, I'm going to give the land its rest anyway. So when they were in you Babylon, know? it adds yeah. up to the, really? Yeah, I, I okay, don't know so, that that's so true. So here's a heavy concept. A lot of people have been talking about how this last year of COVID has been a reset. Yeah. You go, wow. Yeah. That's, I mean, <laughs> was, was, our, was the earth due for one? It kind of was a Sabbath, wasn't it? There yeah. were a whole bunch of things that didn't get done, you know? Not, yeah, nothing, and, and yeah, a lot of stuff didn't get done. And you see things like in India, they were like, People pick, posting pictures on, they're like, hey, we can see the Himalayas. We haven't seen the Himalayas in 20 years because <laughs> the sky was so polluted with pollution from 24-7 factories going. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened when, when Beijing uh, had the Olympics. They shut down all the factories for two weeks prior to the Olympics to clear out the air because the air is so polluted in Beijing. I mean, they like literally have hazardous pollution days where you're supposed to stay inside. Yeah. But they had to, took them two weeks to clear out the air so that people could breathe for the Olympics. Yeah. And sometimes we have to do that. You just shut it down. Yeah. Well, and God built that in too for, for us to do that. And apparently on his schedule, it's every seven days. He felt like that's how we've been designed to work by that clock. Mm. And so- I've been talking to a lot of people that have been doing that, uh, a digital Sabbath, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, meaning no digital stuff. Yeah. So like, I mean, some people I know doing like one day where they don't do any phone, no texting, no calling, no internet. And then I've talked to other people that say that have like no internet months. Yeah. So they take off a whole month with no internet and they say they come back so refreshed, new fresh ideas and 
And yeah, well, it makes sense. Yeah, I, in fact, I'm I'm kind of tempted to do that no internet month, but that's boy, you gotta. I think I would. I don't know if I want to do that cold turkey. I think I'd have to. Yeah. Start. Well, do it biblically one day a week. Yeah, well, and that's what biblical. I wonder. If you did it all one day a week, it would add up to your month probably. Um, well, not it, the math wouldn't be there, but two days a week it would add up to your. Maybe I, need, I don't know the math on that, but anyway, <laughs> if you took a, what is it, thirty days in Somebody a month? Somebody out there do the math and send it to us. <laughs> you have to take two and a half days a week of no tech to make it add up to a month of no tech. But yeah. Uh, anyways, that's a way you could do it is taking a break from, anyways, it's just interesting. Anything that consumes us, I think Sabbath could apply to. Yeah. The other, the other problem with that though, is you could make resting so much of an occupation that you don't, in other words, what I'm saying is that Sabbath should be a time where you're focusing on family, you're focusing on relationships, you're focusing mm-hmm. on God's word, you're focusing on time with him. And so, um, you know, it's it's not just a matter of just resting. Okay, man, I'm going to stay in bed all day, you know, then and not do anything, but focus on spiritual things. In other words, it's a day to really grow, in, to, to feed your spirit and to feed, uh, uh, feed relationships. And by feed your spirit, I'm not meaning you got to do something religious, you know, or anything yeah. like that. But I'm just saying, focus on the real important things of life. Richard Foster talked about that in Celebration of Discipline. He talked about this idea of otium sanctum, which is something that the early church fathers talked about, which is yeah, holy yeah. leisure. It's doing something regenerative right. for your soul, for your spirit. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're, you know, it may mean you're kayaking out there. That's actually technically physical work, yeah. but it's a regenerative, restorative thing. And we've all got different things. For me, cooking is actually restorative to me. Uh, yeah. When I, when I haven't cooked for a while and then I do it, I'm like, ah, I created something, f- food, and it's a it's very restorative. And But for some people, cooking, not a restorative yeah, thing. Yeah, you do it six days a week at Whataburger or whatever that might be. Oh, yeah. Or, or even some moms that are just like cooking. I dread cooking. Yeah. Emily's like that. She's not super into the, the joy of cooking. She doesn't mind yeah. doing it, but I just get so... Yeah. For me, it's holy leisure. It's something that's restoring to me. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly, good. Thank you, Richard Foster. That's exactly what I was trying to say, that it needs to be something that's going to regenerate your spirit and rejuvenate you, not some religious activity. Because then you're back into, oh, I got to read 10 verses of the scripture, 10 chapters of Bible, and that's going to be my rest. Well, if it's not restful to you, if it stresses you out, that's not really what it is. But what it's kind of saying is start a new paragraph here. Start, just make a break in in the the narrative of your life and start something new and some time to kind of think and some time to kind of calm and listen to the Lord. So that you're not just on a merry-go-round. Imagine if a merry, even if a merry-go-round, they've got to stop every now and then to let people get off and get on, you know? It was just constantly going with no break. So I've heard some some preachers, and I heard this growing up and I liked it when I heard it growing up, but now I'm starting to go, I don't know if I agree with that anymore. Mm-hmm. They would say, it's six days of work and seventh mm-hmm. you rest. And if And if you're taking two days of rest, you're getting it all wrong. And the reason you're suffering is that, and I go, okay, so let's talk about the idea that the, the yoke is easy, the burden is light that Jesus came to give us. Is there an element of a Sabbath lifestyle that we should be having? Perhaps. Uh, you know, I may have been the same guy. I've heard that from one preacher on the radio one time, and he was saying that, yes, it's seven, six days a week is work. And Did and he snap his think, finger and point at the camera? Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we won't go there. But I do remember thinking, Hmm, this guy's on his second marriage. I wonder if that's the reason his first one failed. Oh, snap. Um, yeah. You know, not saying, you know, but. I'm not here to judge. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you always want to see the outcome of somebody's philosophy before you begin ah, to follow it, you know. 
Well, and that's what I wonder if it's a uniquely American thing of this work, 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 work. Because I remember when we got to Guatemala. It is. I remember, actually, anytime we go, we went to Mexico a few weeks ago. Pick a country. And when we got there, it was like, okay, she like kind of like squared off and she's like, hey, remember, we're in Mexico. It's going to be different. You're going to need to slow it down. And I had to literally like mentally go, okay, slow uh, yeah. down. And sure enough, as soon as we got to the rental car counter, there's one person working a line of 15 people. And that's in the gold line, which is like the premium fast line. And yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Other than the Western world, though, I mean, it's not just the U.S., but pretty much the Western world, you know, your Germany, your England and all that. Other than that, the rest of the world is pretty much, eh, you know, chill out. Well, yeah. You're, you'll get there. And if and if you don't make it by 3 o'clock today, there'll be a 3 o'clock tomorrow. Which makes me wonder if, because we're so ramped up and overdriven, we may need two days of <laughs> rest, not one. That's right. God says, you guys are so... Yeah, Wound we've up. become over. He never, he like, well, I'm sure he saw it coming, but he was like, good, you guys were like way over the top, over too much production here. Yeah. Well, and again, you may only work six days, but as you said, or only five days at your job. But as you said, on Saturday, it's, or whatever, your day off, it's mowing the grass. You yeah. got to keep that house up that owns you. Yeah. You don't own it, it owns you. It keeps you busy all the time, or your car, or everything that you own actually owns you, and you got to maintain it. And yeah. So, you got to get the, and I know a lot of people that they're, Office, your uh, place won't, you know, work, let them off for medical appointments or whatever. So it's Saturdays, the medical appointments. And yeah. It's like, oh my goodness. So there's always something to do. We. So let me throw let me throw out this last thing. So what about the idea of well, it's just too much stress on Sunday to go to church. So the Sabbath for us is we all hit the lake and and watch church online. Yeah. Well, I wonder. Let's just look at that twenty years down the road, and I can tell you how that's going to work out for you. It's not going to work out for you well. Um. First of all, it's the old story. Well, first of all, if you have kids, what are you telling them? Right. So there, it's kind of like the, the the progressive thing from don't eat the fruit to don't touch the fruit to don't even look at the fruit. You go, hey, we're not going to go to church. We're going to go out to the lake and we'll watch it online. Where your kids are going to go, well, okay, I'm just going to go out to the lake. Right. I'm not even going to worry with watching it online because we weren't really paying attention anyway. Why do we, yeah, why do we even mess with the middle step? It's yeah, like, just forget yeah. that. Just go to the lake. Because they don't see the value of the middle step, which is right. because you've thrown out the middle step. Exactly. Yeah. But then the other side of that is it's the idea of take a coal out of the, the charcoal pit. You set that coal aside and it's going to look hot, but you compare it to the coals that are connected, it's going to cool off, but it's not even going to be noticeable. It's the reverse frog in the kettle thing, you know, right. where it begins to cool off. And so, well, yeah, I'm still loving God and I'm still serving God, you know. But the thing is, you're not you're not connected with his people. And, and a body, if I take my little finger and lay it over there on the table, it may squiggle for a little while, but it's not going to have life in it for very long. So the element of Sunday of, of remembering Sabbath day to keep it holy is putting God at the center of it by gathering with the saints Right, the other believers. That's the thing. That's that spiritually restorative thing, you know. So it's not just a matter of rest. That's why I say, okay, I'm yeah. just going to stay in bed all day. No, yeah. it's not. It's not rest like we think of rest, because Jesus said, "My Father is always at work." Yeah, you know. But many times, the work that he would do on the Sabbath apparently was different because he. What did he do? He took. He the restored day things. Off. He healed people, and yeah, Jesus was busy on that. So day. it was it was restorative work. Yeah, that's a that's good a, example. That's yeah. a really great way to look at it. Yeah. Is everything he was doing was restorative. Yeah, and and for the sake of loving people and caring people, and he couldn't have done that if he said, "I'm just going to go out to the lake and be by myself." Disciples, go mess with yourselves there today because I'm going out by the lake. But he was there still ministering and still caring and still loving for people, and that's not work. Yeah. And, and I guess that's the way we keep from Sabbath being a legalistic thing, but it also being something we value is we see it as a day 
for the restoration of spirit, soul, and body maybe. Yeah. And I think with us growing up, hopefully, you know, we knew we were going to be on church on Sunday, but we never felt legalistic about it. It was not like, well, we got to go. I, I did. Well, <laughs> well, that wasn't because you were an immature little kid. <laughs> but eventually, hopefully, you caught on to the fact that, no, this is good for me. And it's not just good for me. It's good because I'm here to serve others as well. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want more information from Joelle or Rick, you can visit joellemalm.com or rickmalm.com. Please consider leaving a review of the podcast. 